Hey moms, welcome to this episode of the Dorenda Wilson podcast. I'm Dorenda Wilson, wife to one, mom to eight, Nana to nine, and 26-year veteran homeschooling mom. I'm also the author of The Unhurried Homeschooler, a simple, mercifully short book on homeschooling. Uh, what else? <laughs> Unhurried Grace for a Mom's Heart, which is a 31-day devotional written specifically for homeschool moms, and The Four-Hour School Day, How You and Your Kids Can Thrive in the Homeschool Life. You can find all of those books at DorendaWilson.com. You can find them on Amazon, and The 4-Hour School Day can also be found at pretty much any of your favorite booksellers. If you've read The Unhurried Homeschooler, I would call The 4-Hour School Day kind of like an expanded version of that. So if you enjoyed that and you'd like more of more of that with some more thoughts and uh you know, just more expansion, that would be the book for you. So I encourage you to check those out. But I'm excited because um, I, I love to weekly tell you about one great resource that I absolutely love, and that is Homeschooling Today magazine. We are so much on the same page. Um, <laughs> that was that was kind of funny, wasn't it? Was that so kind fun. of a joke? No pun intended there. <laughs> pun intended. <laughs> pun intended. Um, it's a beautiful magazine, and um, I love writing for it. Uh, but I would love for you uh, to find out just a little bit more about Homeschooling Today magazine. When it comes to homeschooling, isn't it discouraging to see so much on social media that simply doesn't match your reality? Life is messy. Kids can be exhausting. School doesn't always go as planned. Sometimes we all need some real encouragement, some real, truly practical help. That's one of the reasons I write for Homeschooling Today magazine. The entire team at Homeschooling Today wants you to know that messy, exhausting, imperfect homeschooling is an incredibly beautiful thing because it's real life as we take an unhurried, bold approach to homeschooling our kids. An approach that says, I won't compare my homeschool to others. I'll teach the kids God has given me in the way that he leads me to do it. I want to encourage you to check out Homeschooling Today magazine. It is an amazing resource for the unhurried homeschooling mom. Okay, so as you might have noticed, uh, I have a guest again today, and the guest is my daughter, Brittany, who is 31 years old. Is it okay that I divulge your age? <laughs> my age is just out for everybody to know because <laughs> That's my mom podcasts, and I'm the oldest, and Silas is the youngest, so his age is not going to be private news ever either. So <laughs> All the ones in between. The bookends have accepted it. We've discussed this, and we're okay. We're moving on. Yes. All right. All right, there you have it, folks. So she has, uh, well, you have five children. Mm -hmm. The oldest is in heaven, mm -hmm. Isaac. Uh, first, what did you say? First arrow in the target, right? Yes. yes. First one in the target and four in the quiver. Four in the quiver. So, uh, and the four in the quiver are seven and under. Uh-huh. So three three boys and one girl mm -hmm. at home. And so she is a busy mom of littles, but she also has a little guy who is now more school age. And yeah. we've talked some about homeschooling and just simple homeschooling and unhurried homeschooling and, you know, whatever you want to call it. But I have fun hearing the way that the way that she's walking that out for herself with her own family. And so I invited her here on the podcast, first of all, because she is in the thick of it right now. And, uh, and it's been a while for me. 
Um, and I wanted to just have her on to share just kind of some of the some of the things that she's doing and also just to kind of give a reminder of what is really important at this age. You know, we get moms get so much pressure to start yeah. schooling. I, I tell you, I just cringe when I get messages like, I just don't know what history curriculum to get for my first grader. And I just, I just, I have not, I have no words because I just feel like that is way too much. (laughs) Way too much. No, no, we don't do that here. No, 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 first grade. I do not think that means what you think it means, you know, it's just unnecessary stress. And so we are here to take off that unnecessary stress and to assure you that at this age, we're about, we're talking about five to seven-year-olds. Yeah. You've got a five-year-old, no, six-year-old. I have a six-year-old and a and seven-year-old. A seven-year-old. Mm-hmm. So you've got two that are in that, in that category. They're very, very different. Yes. Um, and where was I going with this? <laughs> Just where, kind of what is, what is unfolded? Right. So far. So what has, un- what, how has it unfolded for you so far? But I think the thing that I want moms to understand is that at this phase of the game, you do not need to stress about curriculum. You do not need to stress about massive activities outside of the home. Um, no. You know, if you've not read either of my books, that would be a really awesome place to start if this all feel if this all just sounds like Chinese to you and you're like, wait a minute, isn't it important to get an early start? But that whole that whole all that pressure is really, I can tell you it is truly, truly unnecessary. So we have done it's very much a cultural thing. It's a it's cultural not. thing. It is a um, I don't even know how to explain it. I feel like I sometimes feel like there's pressure put on parents so that they will not try to do this themselves. Right. And it's, when the reality is this is a simple and beautiful time to homeschool your kids. Right. Because they want to. And fun. Yeah, exactly. Because if you, and if you were to take on anything outside of that, it's just unnecessary. Yeah. <laughs> yes, exactly. But so yeah, developmentally, kids aren't needing anything no, not a whole lot more than a lot of simple routine, simple structure throughout the day. They don't need every minute scheduled. They don't need even every hour scheduled. They need lots of playtime. And obviously yeah. they need some direction, but it's more like direction in uh, age-appropriate responsibilities and things like that. So, yeah. Yeah. So let me just kind of start from square one. I'm sort of like giving a flyover before I'm before <laughs> explaining myself. So what kids really need, first of all, is a simple routine. Right. A simple routine that includes regular bedtimes, quiet times, regular meal times with simple nutritious food, and age-appropriate responsibilities throughout the day. Right. I mean, simple if I were chores. just going to put that all in a, in a nutshell, mm-hmm. that would be it. Now, how that plays out for your family is going to look a little different. Vast and varied. Vast and varied from one family to the next. So mm-hmm. any thoughts on any of that? Um, yeah, just keeping just a rhythm of the day. It just leaves so much space for conversations to happen, mm-hmm. which is really what we want. Like throw the books out. I mean, unless you love the books, but like I have a lot of hands-on learners and I have some that are book learners, but really... This applies to all kinds of learners is that 
even when they're small like this, Mm -hmm. first of all, they're still in that phase that they were when they were toddlers, even some, where they're getting the hang of normal life. Right. Like they're not adults and they're not even your big kids. Mm -hmm. They have to figure out how to just do normal stuff. Right. And it's almost more frustrating now that they've hit six and seven when they can't figure it out. They can really just berate themselves Mm -hmm. sometimes. Mm -hmm. And you have to have space in your day to be like, whoa, slow down. You know, just because you failed to make your bed the way you wanted it with my type A kid is like, it's fine. We'll just start over. We'll try again. And like, or, you know, this or that or the other thing, um, leaving a lot of space for conversations so that we can slow down and we can talk about biblical principles. We Mm -hmm. can talk about kind of maybe some heart motives that are going on on their level. Right. Um, and they're just, they're just learning normal day. They're getting the hang of normal life and just, they're still figuring life out at this point. So too well, much book work almost impedes that. Right. They're acquiring skills. They are very hands-on at this age, regardless of what kind of learner they are. Yeah. They are still very hands-on at it's this very age. Very concrete. Very concrete. It's it's how they learn, actually, as they're unloading the dishwasher and organizing the silverware in the silverware drawer. Mm-hmm. There's learning happening. Yeah. When we are, when they spill something and you're like, hey, grab the paper towels, come over here, clean up this mess. Uh And you have them do it. And then you maybe show them, okay, so you got the wet part off, but it's going to be a little sticky because there's sugar in milk or because milk is. And they're going to ask you too, why, why do we use the water too? And like, they're going to have some questions maybe. Yes. And (laughs) you want to not be in such a rush and a hurry because kids sense that, Uh that they, they suck those questions up. Yeah. And they just push them down and they don't ask because mom's upset. I know because I get the blank look and I go, oh, they go, okay, okay. (laughs) And I'm like, so what I just say? And they can't repeat it back. They're just, it was like, They feel it. They sense it. And so what they need is a mom who provides calm leadership. Yeah. They need a mom who... um, who is not in a hurry, is not driven. Who shows them how godly grown-ups handle the situation. Exactly. She sets um, the example. Um, the other thing that, you know, if you've got more than one child, you have opportunities for nurturing the sibling relationships on a very primary level there. Yeah. Um, them working as a team together as they're unloading the dishwasher. There's a whole lot of things happening during that yeah, time. There's a lot. There's, it will make your head spin. There's interactions. There's communication. There's, you know, one's going to maybe make the other one mad. And then we're going to be like, okay, wait a minute. Is that how you talk to your sister? And and this all sounds so rudimentary and almost like a waste of time. But this is the foundation. Right. You are laying a foundation right now um, for 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 them as adults, you know, as they become older, but yeah. also for higher <laughs> learning. This feeds into them actually being really good learners as they get mm. older. Because if we pile the books on them at this age, we will have them burnt out in no time flat. And once they're burnt out, it's very hard to get them back. So what you want to be doing is stoking those little fires of a love for learning and when I say a love for learning, that's not just book work. Yeah. That is actually mostly other types of learning. Acquiring knowledge. Right. Like in a real sense. Exactly. Not just exactly. Through a bunch of, working through a bunch of books. Yeah, because education is not just about math and 
reading and writing and no, it's, history and science. It, it's about, it's so much yeah. broader. Than you want all them of that. to have a confidence that they can learn anything that they need to. Exactly. And that starts in those early years as they're acquiring these skills of helping to unload the dishwasher, you know, and with their little, right. little toddlers and you're <laughs> saying, can you go get the diaper for your baby brother and teaching them how to change a diaper? Mm-hmm. There's a certain skill of, you know, hand eye coordination going on there when yeah. we're baking with them. Yes. You've, you've got fractions in there, obviously, uh-huh. but they may not even fully grasp what that means at the moment. But as we do it, uh, the more they do it and they mm-hmm. see the parts versus the whole, like, oh, this is a whole cup of flour. Here's a third of a cup. And you can compare the two measuring cups and you can see, see, you could fit three of those in here. Those are things we can do in everyday life while we're baking cookies. Well, we're leaving space to do that. But leaving space. Actually, intentional about that. Yes, yes. And we talked about this in the last podcast about life with littles. And I think your seven-year-old still counts as a little, <laughs> just a little older little. Uh-huh. But but basically, um, uh, just how uh, how important it is to. <laughs> I totally lost my train. I was of saying, she's looking at me like you lost it, didn't you? Saw the train crash. Uh, yeah, train to, crash. Like, okay, it'll come back. Life just, it'll come we back. We were talking about an earlier one about. Okay. <laughs> Yeah, I'm sorry. Yeah, yeah, we're both like, we're, oh, we don't even know what just happened, all that. Okay. Right. So we'll make it back there. Yes. Hopefully. We'll if it's important. Back. We'll circle back around. We'll circle back around. <laughs> to that train. <laughs> to that train, yes. Um, anyway. So we were, yeah, just basically normal routine, leaving space for a lot of discussions. I can't be the only mom who gets a lot of weird questions during the day. Right, like, right. From, mainly from my daughter, she takes after her dad and just so analytical. Just, can you make a phone call to heaven? And, right. you know, why is that sticky? But, you know, why do we have to wipe it up a second time is right. what she's asking me. Right. And then, but then when I actually explain to her, well, because it's really sticky and that juice and stuff, like when you eat your popsicle, immediate light bulb. And she's like, oh, okay. Gets the right. washcloth. No big deal. But all that stuff takes time. But you're feeding <laughs> an, an, an inquisitive heart you're in, you're feeding that curiosity right by answering the question and it just encourages her to continue to ask questions for instance this was hilarious they were at our house the other day and we were out in the front yard and she was standing in front of the tree it's an old tree it really technically should be pulled but we love this tree and we don't we're just waiting <laughs> for it to die but anyway she stood there and she said nana she had her hands on her hips what's wrong with this tree? I said, well, what do you mean? She goes, there's holes in it. And this part right here looks like somebody peeled part of it off. Ever the critic. And I was like, you're right. And I think the holes are from a woodpecker. And then she was like, I don't see any woodpeckers. I said, well, they're not going to hang out here while we're here. They're going to come when we're not here. Oh, okay. But what about this part? I said, I don't really know what happened to that. But just the, the fact that she... Just standing there, just analyzing this and asking all these questions (laughs) is just, it's such a beautiful thing to see because you can, you can tell that her love for learning is being fed and not hampered, not, you know, cut off at the past because no, we got it. We got to get you to ballet. We don't have time to answer that question. You know what I mean? We have time for questions. (laughs) We do. And uh, right around five and six, there's a lot of questions. And I feel like now that I have a seven-year-old, 
he still has questions, but he's moved on to more like, he actually asks for some book work every day. Mm -hmm. And Mm -hmm. that's been interesting because I'm like, okay, well, now we're getting into more formal grounds, and I've somewhat avoided that. Mm -hmm. That sounds really bad. Sorry, but... just, well, honey, you're the you're the daughter of uh, what? I just the, like you're, you're part of the unhurried homeschooling I was family. Like, so okay, we've kind of avoided books, but he really likes these workbooks, and uh, so we did. We went ahead and got, but we didn't jump into a curriculum at right. that point. Right. Like honestly, we just had to like it was like uh you know all right hold the reins. We definitely don't want to just pendulum swing here. Right. And so we ended up just getting him some school zone workbooks right. with a lot of where he gets to practice those things, mm-hmm. a little bit of math here and there. But I literally, the first few ones, gave it to him when he was like six. And he just did what he wanted to in there. Right. And a couple times we'd sit down and do the things he didn't quite understand to stretch his brain a little. Right. But we'd mostly just kind of leave it alone. And that actually turned into him, basically, he's able to kind of do his own schoolwork at seven years old. Right, right. And, it, and you know, I obviously check things, you know, but really I would say we don't spend more than a, even a half an hour right. on that. Yeah. And we miss some days, but he wants to learn to read. He's very good at it. Um, he wants to learn these things in, in his book with math and stuff, and he's good at it. Right. <laughs> but it's interesting that you say that because I know that along the way, You've just kind of been patient and just waited and just, let's just wait till he actually really wants to. He's asking us for it. And so I know that there were various conversations that happened, like um, when Luke, that's Brittany's brother, he's our fifth child, um, Uncle Luke was over and he read, read a title or something to Nate and he said, um, he said, how do you know that's what it says? Yeah. And he said, because I, because I read it. And he said, how did that conversation go? Basically, it just ignited this thing in him, in Nate, that said, I want to learn how to do that. Yeah. Wait, so, so you can learn, like you can, you, you can, too can learn to read learn. and yeah. read the titles. And he was like, that's basically, yes, that's basically Whoa. what Uncle Luke, like, you know, like this big light went on, you know, like you too, I, I can do this, but you too can yes. know how to do this. And so it's, it's, it's so cool to see how that organically happens in conversations along the way as our, you know, God just provides people and conversations and different things that bring our kids to the point where they're ready to start diving in. Right. And And now that he's ready being, I've just had to be very uh, cautious as to like not jumping in too hard and fast. Right. So, okay, he's ready, but what is, you know, hit the brakes again. What is this going to look like for our family? Right. You know, um, yeah, so so here's here's yeah. um, a school zone workbook and yeah, school zone workbook. Uh, we've done. We got a printer, mm-hmm. and so we printed out. He was really into cross, not crosswords. Uh, what is that? Word, word searches. Search. Uh-huh. Loved doing those. Still loves doing. He's those. been doing those for. And a while. I'm going. How can he do word searches if he hasn't learned how to read? But he. But does. I didn't say anything. Uh-huh. I just let him just do let it. him do it. And it sort of has actually added to his ability to learn how to read, in a way I can't even really explain. (laughs) This is what kids do. They make their own path. Yes. They sort of make their own journey. If we are patient enough and are willing to just continue to encourage and just, oh, here, maybe try this. And what I want to say is what I've found is that about the time when I'm like, okay, you know, they're kind of in preschool and stuff. So I want to be teaching them their letters and numbers. I feel like they should know this or something like that. Um, just 
letting go of that pressure and bringing it to God and praying about it and continuing in our normal way of doing things and not necessarily changing anything. Right. And then it just, the answer sort of presents itself. It pops up. It they does. learned colors and numbers playing Uno Attack. Yeah, I remember that. Of all things. I remember that. And it literally clicked within a week. And it was like, well, I guess I don't really have to like sit down with a bunch of flashcards. Exactly. And be like, purple, orange, you know, right, just right, like, right. they just figured it out playing this game. And we all had a great time. <laughs> and that's the way kids learn. They yeah. learn so much of the time through play, and this is why it's important for them to have lots of playtime. Mm-hmm. Um, you yeah. know, obviously, we've talked about age-appropriate responsibilities. We think that's very important from a very yeah. early age, and mm-hmm. I'll be including a list. Um, I'll try to include it in the show notes. Um, it's a great little image that somebody created a, a, a long while back on on yeah. age-appropriate responsibilities because we you'd be surprised yeah. what your kids are actually capable of at a very early age. And so gently starting to put shoulder them with a little responsibility. And they love that because they feel they like do. a valued member, they do. a contributing member Absolutely. of the family, and, and they're learning at the right. same time. And you had also said um, to me earlier before we started recording, because you let your oldest start to uh, just con- sort of do a lot of interest-led things, Yeah. now when it's time to do just a tiny bit more formal, you have a better I- idea of how to yeah. motivate him when he's kind of like, oh, I don't know mm-hmm. if I want to keep doing this. Yeah, because we've you know? hit that now that he's seven and kind of we're doing some first grade work. Um, and we've just continued through the summer. We tend to just take a slow pace and just keep it throughout the year. Right, right. Um, then you can take time off whenever you want. Yeah, and we guilty. had a baby last year, so we had to take a lot of time off. So we're like, yeah, this summer we'll just keep this pace. Right. But as he's gotten into these workbooks that he really did want to get we got them for him he's hit stuff where he's like well I don't know what this is and so it's one of those things where you're like okay we'll sit down and we'll figure this out and um and sometimes I can just sense that he's like his neck is getting stiff or something and he's like stiffening up like I really don't want to do this and that's hard for me because up until now it's been very much a well let's just forget about it then. Right. But now it's like, as we prayed about it, it's like, no, I think he's at the age where we can do some hard things here with, right. with right. workbooks. You know, we have him do hard things with other other right. things, but he, he can stretch himself a little with this. And so what's been great is that because he's been interest-led interest learning, I guess, um, I know most of his currencies, if you will, all the things he loves to do. So it's like, you know what? If we can get through this, when we're done, we'll get popsicles for everyone and we'll go outside Mm -hmm. and do some swimming. Mm -hmm. Or we'll go catch those bugs you were looking at in the yard. Um, You know, and just do your best. And then, you know, we can come back to it tomorrow too. But, like, it's been really good because most of the time he can muscle his way through. He'll figure it out. But he's motivated because... It's just, it's positive all the way around. Right. There's not exactly. this, I'm setting the timer and these better be done by then. Or right. just like, will we have to get through this part of the book? Or right. just right. any of that. We're going to have to learn this sometime, you know. Right. <laughs> it's just like, oh, well, let's see. You were really, you were asking me about Minecraft. So let's finish this reading lesson that you're really struggling with. We'll just take it slow. And if you can get through this, then you can have 15 minutes playing. Right. Um, and the currency changes. He used to want me to play games with him all the time. And I'm very much like my mother. I don't love games, but my kids like games. 
So it'll be like, hey, I'll play a couple rounds of Uno Attack with you if we can just get through this reading lesson. Right, right. And now he loves the reading lessons. He's so proud that he's almost halfway through. Yeah, and, yeah, yeah and, it's and, wonderful. And, and the perseverance in the schoolwork um, is, I, I hear moms sometimes tell me, you know, well, he's in kindergarten and I just think he needs to learn to do hard things. Well, he doesn't need to learn to do hard book things right now. He needs to learn to do hard things like finishing a chore. Right, or right? self-control. So, That's so a teach hard him one. that character quality in a different place other than book work at this stage of the game because, because it, you're going to kill his love of learning. But now, like, your little guy is to an age where you know it's okay to do a little gentle nudging and motivating to push through a little bit. Yeah, and Just, we've had that practice with those hands-on real-life situations yes. to where I can pretty much gauge when he's he's spent right or not or right. if he can be he pushed can a continue bit. to move forward yeah yeah that's a tough one <laughs> so this is just a gentle it's just such a gentle transition basically mm-hmm. into book work and that is what we did as our kids were were entering school age we zero to 30 minutes was always my thing with yeah. kindergarten yeah. even first grade um it, it gauging by what they wanted to do the younger ones tended to want to want to do more because the they saw their siblings doing more. Yeah. So we'd do more with them or we'd have a sibling match up with them and help them with a, a 15 right. minute reading lesson or whatever. But so it was this gentle approach into book work so that by the time they were eight, they were pretty much able eight ish. Don't like yeah. put a absolute on eight years old, but around eight Real is fun. developmentally when they can handle kind of just doing a lot of that on their own. Hopefully by then they're right around around then they know all their numbers and their letters and Yeah. Um and my kids are not particularly difficult, but I did find or difficult to teach. They're actually fairly easy to teach, but I did find that those things that were recommended you know, I guess because I was homeschooling, things were popping up on ads right, and stuff. Right. I'm like, well, what age do they think they need to learn how to read? Right. I'm curious now. Right. <laughs> um, was just way earlier than yeah. when my kids were actually ready to And their read eyes or... actually are not developmentally, I talk about this in my yeah. books, aren't developmentally ready to spend more than 15 or 20 minutes at a time looking at books. You can actually damage their eyesight doing that. And I just thought that was... I read that years ago. It's really fascinating. And I think something along those lines, too, of, like, letter throwing too many letters and reading in there can can set them back Yes, when it's way too early. Yeah, exactly. So it's just a matter of just really knowing your child. Be a student of your child and flow with the natural flow of what kind of what they're – how they're wired yeah. within the framework of the day that you set, which is, you know, there's a, there's time for there's chores, a there's a routine and a rhythm. And those, those times when, you know, maybe you have set aside for some sort of book work or schoolwork, follow their lead on that. Whether mm-hmm. you feel like they're really ready or not, you can throw it out there as like a little buffet. Hey, do you want to try this or this? Yeah. You know? Um, so that's kind of, how really flexible earlier years should look and just lots of playtime lots of creative playtime mm-hmm. you don't have to provide a bunch of things for creative playtime no no because i mean you we want, dream on a budget here <laughs> like yeah it doesn't have to be really to extravagant be, plus they need to be resourceful yeah and the best way to do that is not to over resource them 
Yeah. Like I'm not saying don't buy Play-Doh or moon sand or some of those fun things, but maybe those things are like almost special things Mm -hmm. and the regular things that they play with are everyday life things. Yeah. Um, The other day I saw your kids with, you know, bug nets running all over the yard trying to catch lightning bugs you know things this these are the things that make a great childhood (laughs) they really are and they lay the foundation for higher learning so Mm -hmm. I I want to just revisit the curriculum thing really quickly so we want to make sure that we're clear um you don't have to buy expensive curriculum you may not have to buy any curriculum. If your kid's in kindergarten, you might not need that at all. Read out loud to them. Yeah. You know, if they love that, sit down and read out loud to them. I I mean, can, I really can't recommend just going to us. I mean, the dollar store, those little stores that have those little paper workbook coloring books. Yeah. When it comes to when workbooks. When it comes to that. I yeah. mean, it's really simple. But like book lists, yeah. I would suggest Honey for a Child's Heart. They just came out with a brand new edition. They've been out. They were the first mm-hmm. uh, book like that years ago. Which is a book of book lists. There are lots of them out there now, but these are living books. So, um, and they have a lot of um, really good just thoughts and just ponderings on reading out loud with your kids. It's really oh. cool. Um, but they have a great book list in that book, and then the uh, the Read Aloud Family. Mm-hmm. That's the other one. Those are the two I would recommend with the best book list. And you just use yeah. those. Don't reading. go to the one. library and just pick something off the shelf. Please don't do that. <laughs> <laughs> we want to read, uh, you know, we want our kids to read books that are high quality, good pictures, you know. Yeah. And reading the same things over and over again is they love better that. than having a ton. Yeah, to it, it is because it gives them security and also. And I know my kids all end up collecting their favorites and they yes. stash them on their beds. Right. For quiet time. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But you open up the books and even as you're sitting there reading to them, you can use your finger to, to start on the, you know, on the, where you're starting to read and then just roll your finger along as you're reading. And right then you're teaching them to go from left to right. My that's, three-year-old does that now. That's actually not a He follows natural. what he thinks we're saying with his finger right. while we're reading. I love that. I love that. Yeah. But your curriculum does not have, have to be fancy. It doesn't have to be complicated. It doesn't have to, in fact, it's better if it isn't. Yeah, it's really better if it's just super simple. Cut yourself a break at this point in the game. The beautiful thing is if you are starting out at this phase of the game, homeschooling, you can not only gradually work your kids into it, you gradually work yourself into it. Yeah, it's a mercy. (laughs) It's a mercy and a grace from the Lord to be able to keep it this simple at this age. I would go to Costco sometimes and buy those workbooks at Costco yeah. but the school zone books like you mentioned at mm-hmm. Walmart dollar store yeah um, super all simple. they need are the basics they need to learn how to write their letters and it's usually we look in it and see is is this something he can kind of do on his own is this something he's right. already got a bit of a grasp on right and when it comes to writing letters there has to be a little bit of assistance yes you know yes. like follow the numbers this is one and then two mm-hmm. so when you those make writing it writing books that have the little tracing things exactly and there's yeah the tracing things that are and they're so easy to find they're everywhere so those are great super easy so letters and numbers and uh you know then eventually they get into basic math and they're starting to read a bit on their own yeah and when they're doing that they can actually sit down and do their workbooks yeah you know yeah. at least start them on their handle own quite a bit of it on their own and then you just go and behind them and go okay well where's the hiccups and let's right. check the work real quick and this looks great really 
just keeping it really positive and encouraging and exactly exactly so again so much natural learning happens at this age through play and responsibilities and I think when they were first the discipline that we're yeah the training that we're doing with them yeah because so much of the time too you do have to kind of pause and gauge for a minute okay I'm feeling some resistance from this child you know what's going on here is it something previously in our day or you know or is this just a he really doesn't want to do this and right try to figure that out right and so I I think it's about forgetting about formal learning and Mm -hmm. thinking more in terms of organic yeah we're not just sitting at a desk or exactly we're you know either outside or on the couch or by the kitchen table and kind of just being flexible, willing to kind of maybe just leave it for the day and come back to it. And then, right. yeah, just a lot of prayer, giving it over to God and being like, right, this doesn't have to look a certain way, you know? Yep. And just enjoying your kids. I think that's yeah. such a big one right there. This is such a fun, fun age. We used to just call it, instead of homeschooling, I used to just think in my head, this is light bulb time. Right. I'm looking for that light bulb to go on in their mm-hmm. head. And if mm-hmm. off, like it, I can see it on their faces right. when it's kind of clicked. And if I can get that look once or twice during this whole time, right. that's great. Right. We won't even worry about the books. Right. Exactly. That's exactly. happening. <laughs> and some moms might feel more secure just sitting down at the end of the day and just going through their day in their head and writing out what they what their kids did throughout yeah. the day and yeah. really think about how educational what they were doing, how, how, what they were doing could be educational, you know, like when they're outside running and chasing uh, lightning bugs, so much hand eye coordination going on out there. Because everything is new to them. Physical exercise, they're thinking, they're strategizing how they're going to get this bug. Uh So, I mean, all of those, those are wonderful thinking skills going on there yeah. just while they're doing normal kid stuff that they love to well, do. Having them talk back to you at the exactly. end of the day. What did you do today? How yes. did that work out? Yes. And- yep. When, when the kids would go outside and play and come back in, I would always be like, so what were you doing? Oh, wow. How'd you do that? What, you know, just ask lots of questions. Uh-huh. They love that because then it feels like their ideas are valuable. Their activities mm-hmm. are valuable. Um, it's they feel loved, and we also open up such such great opportunities for conversation with mm-hmm. them and establish just a great relationship with them. So have fun with this age group. It yeah. is just a blast. Uh-huh. Um, enjoy them. Keep things simple, unhurried, and uh, like I said, just have a blast with them. Let's pray. Lord, we thank you so much for every mom who's listening. We thank you for the little ones that they are raising right now. God, we thank you so much for the five to seven-year-olds. They are such a blast. They are so much fun. And I just pray for wisdom over every mom listening that you would just cause her to have, um, just be able to envision what it is that you have for their particular family and just their daily rhythm and routine, Lord. We thank you that you have really given us such simple, just such simple requirements at this age. And I pray that you would just help every mom here to take advantage of that, to enjoy it, to um, and to enjoy her children as she walks through this season with them. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen.